Geeks, you're listening to episode 371 of the Geeks Under Race podcast, the last episode of 2023. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Oh! Like I said, this is going to be the last episode of 2023. We will be back January 15th, so really January 17th is when the episode will air. Mm-hmm. Or on the 15th. If you want, you can always go to our Discord and watch those recordings live. Uh, like I said, you'd have to be coming in on, on the 15th at eight o'clock central six o'clock pacific time for for shelly yep. <laughs> uh we'd love to have you have you in here chatting with us it's always fun you got plenty of catch-up time too yes in case yeah, you yeah, yeah. whole <laughs> month you got four weeks i'm kind of excited about it um there's a lot of shake-up that's happening in geeks under grace and uh good we're all pretty stoked good mm-hmm. way <laughs> yeah. good change <laughs> yes um, a lot of growth, I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, so, this episode always looks a little bit different than the last one of the year. We just kind of reflect on the year that we have had. Uh, and mm-hmm. by doing that, we just kind of go through our favorites of the year. It's a little bit shorter of a podcast. Uh, but we will, let's go straight to video games. What are our favorite video games of the year? Um, LJ, you being in gaming, we'll start with you. Yeah, um, so my number one favorite is Street Fighter VI. I know it's very specific. Yes. Um, I did mention a little bit last time kind of that I came to that conclusion uh, because I think playing other games like Mortal Kombat 1 kind of helped me realize, oh, like I forgot how much I love Street Fighter VI because like Mortal Kombat 1, I beat the story and I was kind of like, man, like there's other stuff it tries to do, which is great. You know, I appreciate them trying, um, but... Street Fighter Six was the game that got me to compete in an actual local tournament, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was an experience. Of, I think they changed locations, so it's like I haven't been able to go to any other other stuff since it's like clear across like the other side of town these days. But I enjoyed it. It was awesome, and it was really cool to see so many people come out for this new game. And Street Fighter like is like one of the, probably one of the definitely like the most like elite like fighting game as far as like skill levels and the way characters play. Um, you know, there are different levels of, you know, difficulty for characters having like charge moves and like certain other inputs that are definitely different than just doing a half circle and learning how to throw a fireball, right? Like, like Ryu or Ken. And so it was really neat, you know, you know for people to get into it for the first time. And also it's extremely accessible. Uh, that's kind of the nice part. It really doesn't matter if you really want to play with that simple, you know, the I forget what it's called, like the, the simple mode and it makes things it makes things a lot easier, but uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I still play it online from time to time, and I just think it's it was a really good way for Street Fighter to evolve because by the time you get to Street Fighter 4 and 5, it's just there was such a high skill ceiling that it's like, oh no, you're going to get straight up wrecked when you get online, but it's got such a high player base, and it's uh, cross-platform also, and so it was just, um, it's, it's super cool. Like, I think it's definitely, and it won Game of the Year for fighting games. Yes. Fighting even though there the wasn't, year. like, a lot of strong, com- there wasn't a lot of strong competition. Um, I figured, for whatever reason, Mortal Kombat probably could have made the upset. Yeah, know, I, I, I wondered. I was hoping it was Street Fighter, but I was also like, yeah, Mortal Kombat? They did it. Yeah. Because Mortal, Mortal Kombat's got a fan base. Um, oh, they totally do. But then there's also, like, you know, those games... I think those are ultimately, like, you know, the fa- they have the fan votes, but then they have, like, a committee of different editors from different, um, you know, journalist companies that, you know, ultimately, like, help cast the vote. Um, almost like a collegiate kind of thing, um, if you want to get, like, you know, a politics kind of reference. But, um, yeah, it's super, super good, super good. Um, and then... Um, yeah, so that's kind of all I have to say about Street Fighter. Um, so, um, do we want to just go around and share, and then maybe do some all, uh, honorable mentions after that? that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Shelly. Cool. Yeah, my game of the year is Final Fantasy sixteen. There's just no question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no like I played it. Basically, Super I good. played Tears of the Kingdom. I was like, okay, it's a really good game, but I have some frustrations. But it's still, a, it's still a really good game. And then mm-hmm. I played. Final Fantasy 16, I'm like, oh my gosh, like just the seamlessness, like it's 
not that long. It's very cohesive. Um, it's just so cool. It's so fun. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a game it's I keep just... forgetting exists. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want to play that every time it's brought up. And then. Yeah, it's because it <laughs> keeps getting it? shafted. It got shafted at the Game Awards. Thankfully, <laughs> yes. it won Best Soundtrack. If it didn't win Best Soundtrack, I was going to punch somebody. That was so good. Yeah. I would have been legit mad if it didn't get Best Soundtrack. I was still mad that it wasn't even a contender for Game of the Year. Um, I don't know why people don't like it. I think people, everyone I've heard who doesn't like it, um, are people who would rather play turn-based RPGs. And I'm like, okay, cool, play turn-based mm-hmm. RPGs. There's a lot of really good ones out this year. Play Sea of Stars, play, play other yes. games. Like, it's fine. You don't have to play, yeah. you know, and again, I think I've talked about before. Oh, sorry, I just want my mic. Um, I've talked about before, I think, but other Final Fantasy games have been different enough mechanically already but what's what again for me final fantasy and again i didn't grow up with final fantasy so kind of take this with a bit of a grain of salt but for me final fantasy is in the themes and Mm -hmm. uh you know characterization and things like that and it follows all of those to a t as far as i'm aware it like follows those it does it's really great in that way so i just i don't know i love it i haven't started the dlc yet but one of my friends who's who also loves Final Fantasy 16 uh, is trying to get him to play it, but unfortunately... Oh, that got, like, shadow-dropped or something, like, day one during the Game Awards, right? Yeah, they announced... Because they announced DLC a while ago, but they didn't give us any more yeah. details, and so they basically shadow-dropped, like, one set of DLC, and there's going to be another set of DLC later. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to play it. Like, <laughs> I am... I, I hate to sound like a Baldur's Gate hater, because I'm legitimately not. It is a fantastic game, and I fully respect it uh, winning Game of the Year. But my gosh, fight! I fight the game more than I fight in the game. Like, the mechanics yeah. drive me up the wall. We had a sequence recently, and, I, and I'll try not to be spoilery. There was a fight we were having where an enemy, when it dies, would drop a bomb. And Ooh. you need to deactivate the bomb because if it goes off, at, it goes off like basically at the end of the turn or at the end of two turns or something like that. So you need to mm-hmm. like deactivate the bomb or else, you know, people die, right? pretty simple but the thing is it drops them where they die Mm. and it levitates and it cannot be moved by force and you cannot deactivate it with anything other than like an actual character so you can't deactivate it with mage hands which is counter to like what you would want to do in D &D. like you know like that's the fun part of D. &D. well here's the thing here's a great example of that so uh-huh. Basically, the situation we ran into is Will, we had Will our Warlock, he has this cool uh, Eldritch Blast ability, but his what's cool about his Eldritch Blast is that it actually, like, forces people to fall back and kind of, like, shoots yes, them away. It's very push. cool. Yeah. It has, like, a push mechanic. It's really I awesome. I love Eldritch Blast. I, I remember doing that in actual D&D. I'm oh, for sure. This. Eldritch Blast in, in general <laughs> D&D is amazing. Will's yep. is even better because it, like, pushes them back and <laughs> you can do a bunch of shenanigans with it. Anyway. Yeah. Very good cantrip. So, he... Is using Eldritch Blast. It kills the guy. The game considered it as him being killed midair. And so he, we That's have weird. this levitating, floating bomb midair that even though we have characters that can fly, or mm-hmm. me who can jump really high, like my character jumps super high, the game won't let us disarm this thing unless we are touching the ground. And mm. this object cannot be moved by force, so therefore, like, I tried telekinesis as an ability where you can, like, move things around. Pretty fitting, great, you know, game, pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, where you can move I- items and objects and people around. Can't do that. Not allowed. I tried using Mage Hand. Mage Hand didn't work. Uh, That's so weird. We, you know, and again, in, like, D&D, it would be super easy to be like, okay, it's a bomb, it's floating midair, I'm gonna jump and grab it, and I'm going to, like, pull it down, or I'm going to, like, hold on to it and try to deactivate it in the air. Or, you know, get another character that can legitimately fly. Like, oh, if, if jumping doesn't work, get a character that can legitimately fly. Like, the flying mechanics in the game just don't really work very well mm-hmm. in general. Um, and so we had to restart the fight. We ended up having to restart the fight because literally none <laughs> of us could deactivate this bomb, even though feasibly we would have had options. Like, logically we had options mechanically we didn't have options we had to restart the fight and the answer was just oh uh, will you can't kill people with Eldritch blast uh, that was the <laughs> answer so like just so many times we're fighting the game more than fighting in the game so 
I think this year I'm learning that I so appreciate seamless experiences much more yes. than these like just content because it's the same with Tears of the Kingdom, right? Like Tears of the Kingdom again was a really really great game. I'm not saying either game is bad; they're both really good. And I totally respect anybody who's like, that's their game of the year, like either Jesus mm -hmm. Kingdom or um, Baller's Gate. But it's similar, right? Where it's like you have so much, so much content, so much, so many options or perceived options. And mm -hmm. when those options uh, don't actually fall through or, you know, you can't actually do things the way you want to in the game, supposedly you should be able to. The game just like won't mm -hmm. let you. You have to make things kind of perfect. You have to make things precise. <clears throat> You have to work with the game's mechanics. It can, the game's mechanic does not work with you. Um, and there's also just so much context. I'm, I, I, I'm honestly getting really burnt out with Baldur's Gate 3. We're trying to beat it. We're over 100 hours into this point, and it still feels like there's so much we have to do. And I still want to do a second playthrough at some point, but my gosh, I'm like getting... I'm like tired of the game, Loki. I'm just like, this game yeah, is but it's like, you know, too much. It's like you're saying, though, like that Final Fantasy is pretty much... It's a cinematic, seamless, like... Yes. Experience. Yeah, and similar like, with like Spider Man. Like I watched yeah. um, my husband play Spider Man. It's kind of similar, right? Where yeah. it's like these very seamless. Like you have to learn the mechanics of the game. It's not the mechanics saying you can do whatever you want. Here's all these options. It's like no. Here's how the game works. Here's how combat works. You have to learn how to do it, right? You got to learn how to do it, and you got to figure it out. And you're gonna get really good at it, and it's gonna be really satisfying once you figure it out. And that was my experience mm -hmm. at least. And again, if you don't like the action RPG thing, then sure, mm -hmm. maybe just skip it. Uh, but I think the fact that I didn't run any glitches... We crashed the game again this weekend, by the way, for all the game. <laughs> like, it just feels yeah. unacceptable to me. But um, just a seamless experience from a you know the graphical standpoint, the glitch standpoint, the, the combat standpoint, the characterization standpoint, all of that. Um, it's so seamless in something like Final Fantasy 16 that it's just... Mm -hmm. I don't have to fight the game, right? So that's something yeah. my game of the year. I wish I got more recognition. I, I dropped off of it when I went on vacation. I hadn't picked it back up since I went on vacation, and I regret not doing it. Yeah, so. it's so good. But I'm pretty far in, DLC. though. Yep. Into it. I definitely want to play the, yeah. uh playthrough soon, but I will not start a new playthrough until I finish <laughs> Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I have to. I have to. You'll give yourself uh, paralysis. I did that with mm -hmm. uh, anime. I was like, I'm not gonna watch another anime until I finish My Hero, and then <laughs> I'm still on season four of My Hero for Jeez. months now, and I just can't get past mm -hmm. it. And there's more seasons. Yep. Yeah, so I haven't turned it on. I haven't turned on any <laughs> anime since then. That's funny. Need to move on. I think I will. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard for me to pick a game of the year just because I haven't played a lot of games. Right, right. Uh, but the the one that uh, did come out this year that I did highly enjoy was Tears of the Kingdom. So. I'll go with Tears of the Kingdom, but that's because I probably, like, I didn't play Final Fantasy sixteen or I didn't play Baldur's Gate. I feel like Baldur's Gate would be something I'd be really into. Uh, and I'm trying to think of other games that I would probably... Uh, I probably would have never played Alan Wake 2. I can't believe the accolades. It's super cool. See, and that's... Final Fantasy should have at least had Alan Wake 2 spot, or I'm going to go hot take here. Spider-Man Spider -Man 2 spot. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man's another one that yeah. I didn't get to play yet that I really want to. There's so many games out right now. Yeah, it's hard. I think uh, not to start a Game games. Awards discussion, just to kind of put a little thinker on there. It's just something I've been reflecting on is it seems like people... This. And it's fine if you do this, by the way. It's fine if this is what you prioritize. But Yeah, F Final Fantasy should have been in one of those. I'm like... just finding that people are really, really highly prioritizing content, content, content. And that includes repeatability, which is very respectable like both of those things mm -hmm. are really respectable but it's like putting out content more than almost anything else uh mm -hmm. in, in some ways versus something like final fantasy something like um like spider-man that's like shorter but it's so mm -hmm. again just a very seamless like it does all the things really well there's just other games that do one of those aspects better, mm -hmm. basically. And so those are the games that are, like, getting all these awards. And it's, I don't care about awards. Alan um, Wake 2 being in there was so wild to me. I'm like, that just came out. Did that many people really like the game? Like, I what? respect Alan Wake 2 being there. I don't respect Resident Evil 4 being there. Like, you are Actually, yes. Resident Evil 4 should have. I mean, not that. Remake. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Um, there... this is weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's weird and crazy. And again, it was if strange. you respect... You know content and all that stuff 
like far more than what I'm talking about. Respect to you. That's awesome. I just, I think for me, it's more realizing a disconnect between me and other people. Other people are just like, well, this game is so great because it has all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm realizing I like games better when it's like way, where I, I don't feel like I have mm -hmm. to like be fighting the game, basically. Mm -hmm. It's, I, yeah. I've never played God of War, but I think it's a similar to God of War. It's like this sort of narrative style, yeah. like, you don't, it's taking on the story and on his journey, and that's like really cool. But I don't like, know. like I didn't, I didn't, this, I didn't even pick up Tears of the Kingdom, but it's like I totally respect it, and there's a oh, reason absolutely. it's there, you yeah, know, like totally. for sure. And that's my biggest thing is awesome. like when I'm going to like gauge a game, it's just how much fun did I have with it, and so that it could mm -hmm. be um, a sandbox or it could be a story, you know, like the God of War. Mm -hmm. I've only played uh, God of War Four. I played the past ones before that, but I haven't played Ragnarok. Is what I'm saying, and uh, so it's like, also got DLC. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And so, like, <laughs> there's... I, I guess I see both sides. Like, I really like a seamless narrative story. I, I usually tend to go towards those anyways. And, mm -hmm. uh... I, for the most part, I guess. Um, Tears of the Kingdom, it, it's more so just, like I said, like, I didn't play a lot of different games, but I did have a lot of fun with you it. Don't, it was... You don't play Tears of the Kingdom for story. Definitely. Yeah, that's you know? very much like a, you know, sandbox, go play around. Play to explore, yeah. Uh, and then do the story. It had its issues, but mm -hmm. I, I loved that, you know, Breath of the Wild, I was kind of over the moon about. I think that was the biggest problem with Tears of the Kingdom, is for me, it was just more Breath of the Wild. And so I'd already yeah, done that. Yeah. And so I kind of had a hard time with, yeah, but this is bigger and better. Sure. Yeah, but I, totally. Almost didn't need Breath of the Wild as more of it. Like, if yeah. I would have just gotten Tears right. of Kingdom, I would have been totally happy with that, I think. Um, yeah. So it was almost... There was a redundancy in it, even though it was doing it better. Uh, mm -hmm. I kind of wished that... Uh, yeah, I just didn't need both. I don't guess I wish that neither right. existed. Uh, I just didn't need both of them. No, I, I had a lot of fun goofing around, making stuff. I didn't think I would like the uh, Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> Nuts and Bolts aspect of it. <laughs> that um, was my joke yeah <laughs> i uh i thought that was that was all right i love uh, i love saying that i for the most part enjoyed the scavenging for things and exploring uh yeah. i think exploring is a really cool part of that game especially with the like that's what i loved about breath of the wild yeah the, the ability to float above the, things i was constantly like what's like, above this what's above mm -hmm. this mm-hmm and so that all of that was really good. Uh, I would love to see another Zelda game that goes back to like more of the Twilight Princess roots, Ocarina of Time. Oh yes, yeah. But me too. I I definitely think there's a place for this weird open sandbox. It's kind of like there is. A, it's like a fun Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> people are gonna shoot me for saying Skyrim's not fun, but uh, <laughs> the I fun part of Skyrim is modding it, not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't know. There's, this is more whimsical, I should say, uh, version yeah. of Skyrim in a lot of ways. So, yeah, that was what I enjoyed. I, like I said, I didn't really play much of this. I played uh, Forbidden West, and I think lots of Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. I think I was playing Cyberpunk in 2023, probably. <laughs> Which also, that won an award for best ongoing game. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to talk necessarily just a commentary on uh, I know, I like, no. I'm like, the, the Game Awards, like, but... Like, House that sucks. was a weird choice. <laughs> that was like, okay. I do not like encouraging uh oh, we have a broken game, but we fixed it among all these times yeah. so we're gonna get reward for it. It's like, no, make a game that's not broken <laughs> in the first place. Like, if anything, mm, yep. you could you should say Baldur's Gate has best community support then because or not best community support, they actually won that, but best um ongoing game because they put out so many patches. Like that's the same argument, but they at least <laughs> yeah. had yeah. a slightly like a much more complete game when it was released. An ongoing game to me is a game disservice. Like Yes, like, I agree, actually. That's something that but... you're <laughs> continuing continuously getting content for, not a DLC in some updates. Yeah. It was it was strange. <laughs> I love the game, yeah, for sure. uh, yeah. but I think they were just trying to get an award somewhere and gave it that. Mm -hmm. It was that was Ooh. odd. <laughs> <laughs> I have not played the DLC for that yet either, so I can't really speak to that. Um, but I'll let you guys. You said you guys had some some honorable mentions, some games that uh, didn't quite make your top list. Go ahead, LJ. Yeah, you start. Uh, mine, and it, it, I got to thinking about this because like. I thought Spider-Man 2 was going to be my game of the year. I straight up did. And then it just reminded me, especially not to like keep dishing at the Game Awards, but like 
there's this big thing about oh it didn't get any awards and i don't think i saw i read something that none of the spider-man games have gotten any awards across the year actually crazy they've been um, all of them have been nominated multiple times like and i fully think like yes spider-man i feel like the others did deserve some and you know two probably could have you know like yuri lowenthal could have i mean obviously you know like there's definitely a, con- a contention there for best performance and stuff like that like sure yeah um but it just like i still super enjoyed that game and for it's just been such a wild year for for better or worse in games there's been some bad stuff and there's been some really good stuff and some unique stuff but i think mine the one that keeps kind of sticking in my head is jedi survivor um oh yeah just because just because like spider-man did so much and like it did you know it's it was almost kind of overwhelming but again it was all awesome stuff Mm -hmm. but like jedi survivor didn't have this big old grandiose like oh we're gonna like the world's in peril kind of story you know like it felt like a very much like a next chapter or like its own thing inside the galaxy it didn't have to be this big like world ending event or anything like that and so i kind of liked it for that and i just remember how much i enjoyed that game that was around the time too i think i played the i played and beat hogwarts legacy and then right after that jedi survivor came out and i knocked out jedi survivor so i just remember it it lives in my head more i think now that i think about it and so jedi survivor is definitely like again spider-man 2 was amazing but jedi survivor was i feel like did a great job on the sequel front it's like how do you compete with what you had before and I think Jedi Survivor did it really well. So, that's my honorable mention. Nice. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Shelly? Um, I have three, no, two <laughs> small honorable mentions. I just want to rapid fire them. I've talked about already a lot about Street Portable. Yeah. I'm still not done with it yet. I still would like to finish it before the end of the year, but, like, who knows with Baldur's Gate stealing all my time away. Ooh, I guess Star Ocean was a surprise for me when you talk about RPGs. Yeah. Because I put seven hours into that game before, like, I fell off of it and did something else, which mm-hmm. I still want to go back to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, that's crazy that, you know, Persona 3 Portables, like, it's a re-release, but it's also awesome that it, like, it, from a preservation standpoint, it came out, you know, so. Yeah, totally. And, cool. uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's just been really fun and good. And also, it's funny because, yeah, Persona 3 Portables did come out this year. Another game I did play this year was Fire Emblem Lady and Dawn. It's funny because I was looking at the list of all the games because I've been keeping track of the backlog of like all the games I've played this year. And that was the first one I beat because I think I did most of the work in December of last year. Then I finished it in January, so I considered it like a January dub, basically. Mm. That oh, game yeah. was also really fun, and there was uh, it's just it's very grand scale because it's like the second half of like mm-hmm. a bigger story. You have half radiance, radiance. <clears throat> It kind of just makes me wish that Fire Emblem did that again. I think it was really risky for them to do, and I don't think they would. I don't know. They should just. They probably wouldn't do it again. But it was a cool concept. They should do a re-release, and people will pay full price for it again. Do what Nintendo does best: re-release it for full price. Ah, yeah. And they could do it. And I would probably pay for it. Wait, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, it's better than paying two hundred dollars at eBay or whatever to to get an original copy. So. Yep. But anyway, that was a really good game. And then, uh, so I have, like, P3P technically came out this year, like, technically released this year, so, like, that's one. Reanthonic obviously came out a long time ago. Um, and then just one extra, like, I played a lot of Rivals of Aether recently, the last couple months, and that's just been really mm-hmm. fun to, like, yeah. learn and get better at. And I'm really excited for Rivals 2 coming out next year. So I definitely wanted to put that as a little... They got me to play a little bit of it, and it was, I, like, I didn't play much, but, like, I played a little bit on my Steam Deck, and I was like, dang, this mm-hmm. game is really good. Yeah. It's awesome. So I just, you know, wanted to point that out there as a game I'm just going to keep playing into the new year. And mm-hmm. then whenever Rivals 2 comes out, I'll switch to that probably. But yeah, yeah, those are my favorites the games this year. Cool. Cool. We will get into our favorite movies then. I feel like movies have finally uh, started coming back in Hollywood a little bit since COVID. Uh, the I feel like that... Uh... The world is healing meme, you know? Like Yeah, definitely. Especially after the strikes being over too. Like now I feel comfortable Gosh, like yeah. discussing <laughs> yes. stuff again too. Yeah. Uh I think those strikes are really gonna continue to, to impact us over the next mm-hmm. uh year or so. I think Marvel only has <clears throat> Deadpool releasing next year. The only MC movie. Have... Oh wow. Ooh, I forgot the Mar I forgot the Marvels came out this year. Whoops. Yes, <laughs> the Marvels did come out. 
Quantum Mania came out. Oh, gosh, that was this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where are all the other It's It's a slow heel. <laughs> but we'll start with Shelly, uh, since you usually do the movies. Yeah. Uh, what was your movie of the year? Across the Spireverse, also no question. Fair. <laughs> just, just so good. Just so good. I, I think I've, <laughs> I don't know, I've probably talked about it enough. I think it's probably obvious it's so good. <laughs> but it's definitely easily my favorite. I saw it at least twice in theaters and... I've rewatched it again since it's been on streaming <clears throat> on Netflix, I think. So, and I like tell people about it. I'm like, you gotta watch it. We'll watch. It. I'll watch it with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just a really good movie. Not more to say. I mean, the original Spider Verse was my movie of that year, and mm-hmm. Beyond the Spider Verse hopefully will be my movie of whatever year that comes out. Hopefully next year. It, it'll I be next know. year, just just not it's when we wanted be, it. For sure, it's gonna be later. Oh, to is... think we were gonna be three months away from like the next part, dude. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah. yeah. That's my movie. Sad. Though. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Definitely an amazing movie. Uh, it just that really built on top of the first one in a lot of cool ways. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So good. And uh, that Ninja Turtles. TMNT that came out heavily inspired yes. by it. Like I that love that close it's kind of created a new me. genre of animation in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like really people are finally, it, it finally artists, and maybe it's not the artists; it's more like the people above uh, who it's are like, like the, "Hey, finally, you like can start ch- embracing that this is that we're not trying to make something realistic." You can it's like a weird art. form of like stop motion, kind of, but it's like its own art style now. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, it's like that's all we needed. It, it, same thing, you know, with Demona. Same thing with uh, a lot of movies this year actually animation like really got last, going this uh, year the last wish puss and boots the last wish is similar right where it's like hey yeah. finally these industries are accepting that they're not trying to make this weird semi-realistic movie with 3d animation it's like no it's mm-hmm. it's still art let's yeah let's emphasize that this is still like basically a cartoon and yeah cartoony things that you can only do via this medium that will look great mm-hmm. this medium that wouldn't look good live action wouldn't even look good maybe 2d like using the medium well and that's what those movies are doing and then you have like wish which i haven't seen but i've seen so many i've seen trailers and i'm like i don't know gang this looks boring um it's like people are they want that extra level of of artiste of art artistry Um, i've heard the soundtrack is actually pretty good but the movie's kind of meh which is weird yeah i i don't know (laughs) i've heard the whole thing is pretty meh but I, I just mm. won't watch it. I was never interested anyway. But yeah. either way, uh, but yeah. Yeah, Last Wish and uh, TMNT were also kind of... I forgot time. about... Did Puss in Boots come out this year? It technically came out last year, but it was like December uh, last year. It was like, okay. That's I'm why like, I personally ooh. counted for this year, because I didn't watch it in December that, last year. I that it was one year. of those movies I think I just bought outright because I heard how good it was. And it is really good. I'd watch it again. Yes. Oh, yeah. Slap it. But again, yeah, same thing. Like, when the <laughs> FPS drops, that's when you know things are about to go down. <laughs> yep. The release date for that was December 21st, 2022. Wow. Yeah. Friday the end. Sure. That's one of those sleeper hits like nobody, I don't think a lot of people like watched it because like, oh, that's a kid movie. And then like, people, and it was just so people were like, much better than it had any, it had no yes. right to be good. Like literally no <laughs> the right. De- the, the death like sound when the death shows up is like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, yeah, it's my favorite. Um, I guess I'll go off Spider Verse then. Um, mm-hmm. I chose. It's also my movie. My movie I picked, and I would say like I don't have much else to say about it. But the experience watching it. Not only did I. Not only was it the first movie I ever took my nephew to like by ourselves, which rest in peace. Um, my movie theater by my house. Um, but it was one of those movies. Like I feel like this rarely happens to where I was so locked in on the movie that I didn't realize. That it was just gonna end the way it did. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, Ready I thought more. we had a whole. I thought we had a whole other third act, like or like another act ready to go, right? And I was thinking, okay, cool, this is it. This is gonna be awesome. And then it's like, it was over. You're like, wait, what? Wait, wait till next time. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> I was like, and then I was like, oh wow, that movie was already like long as it is. So it was just like I I'm, I don't know if I've ever been so locked into a movie that it just all of a sudden ends like that you on me. Uh, like, yeah. Yes. I think the only time yeah, so... for a very different reason was uh 
um, Fantastic Four, the rebooted version. <laughs> yeah. You just wait and wait for a third act, and a third act never happens. Uh, That's funny. But you're in a first act that entire movie, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just... I've, I've never... Like, I don't know. It just took me... I was so locked in. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, cool. like, that's, that's a crazy feeling. I'm going to pivot a little bit. My movie of the year is Oppenheimer. Uh, Christopher Nolan Ooh, doing what Christopher Nolan does. And uh, so artistically, it was just a really well done Ooh. movie. But also... Um, I've had a coworker tell me I need to watch it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the emotions that it drives i think but for me was what made it uh, my movie of the year uh, which is very different for me usually i'm very like big special effects like if i want to watch rise of the beast transformers could have been it could have been it for me uh <laughs> but uh no this was it was so well written and uh, the i'm the point of it is to really drive a sense of hopelessness uh that comes from uh the atomic bomb and i think that that was translated really well for that movie uh what oppenheimer uh this you know genius scientist who is so excited to to make this thing and then his slow realization of what he's done uh, i think that uh, cecilia murphy did an amazing job portraying that in the movie and uh you kind of go along with that journey with him in a lot of ways. You're like, oh yeah, you kind of rooting for him a little bit. And by the end, you realize, you know, oh yeah, this is this is the outcome of this thing, and uh, mm. it's very somber, for sure. So I know show and tell doesn't exactly work during podcast form, but if you come watch live, you can see stuff like this. I got this icon edition when I got my new TV recently, but it's like Ooh. a folding thing, and so when you open it up, and this is like a Walmart thing that they've been doing. You get that part of the movie. Oh wow! And then when you when you open it up, there's like all the, like three discs in it. But then it's Neat. like opens up to this. The whole court. Oh, and wow. so it's like yes, the whole court and yeah. So I just think that was like I'm like ooh like I I did not plan to buy a new movie with my TV, but when I saw it at Walmart, I was like yes, that's the movie I should buy for my new TV. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> also does a great job. I've heard he's really good in that movie. The whole movie is it's a ride. Uh, I, I'll have a runner-up for that. Uh, I'll just go into that one quick. Uh, and that was going to be... I, I thought it was going to win it, the start of the movie, and that is Godzilla Minus One. I was like... Oh, I was going to say, uh, like, where's this in your, your 2023 ranking? Because I know you're Ooh, I was yeah. like, is it going to do it? I immediately thought that. Uh, I was like, oh... I'm so is... sad I haven't been able to see that movie in theaters, <laughs> and I really want to so bad. It is phenomenal. It is not going to beat out Oppenheimer for me. Uh, just... It, there's just certain things with it it is it's very much like it has some anime logic to it uh that's very silly and goofy sometimes <laughs> um like just physical stuff that like but i mean like how realistic is a giant kaiju monster i guess so right, you don't right. go to godzilla for realism uh the story itself though really really good uh very deep and very surprising for uh it was a movie made in Japan, and so the message it has for Japan is uh, kind of surprising to me in a lot of ways. And I don't want to give any spoilers away. I, I mean, that's kind of how Shin Godzilla was. Like, Shin Godzilla... Godzilla Minus One feels like the movie that they wanted to make when they made Shin Godzilla, at least from what I could tell. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, it's uh, so much destruction, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, this... I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but it's about World War II, mm -hmm. and it's about survival guilt. Uh, and mm -hmm. so, in World War II, and you gotta remember with uh, Japanese pilots and stuff, and the kamikazes. Uh, there, and was... Godzilla was always meant to be like an analogy. Yeah, and so it's Gosh, and that's <laughs> like to I, I just want to say how crazy it is that Oppenheimer was the other movie that you know it was like. Yeah, yeah. Why are we doing <laughs> that's this? You know, so nuts! We... It's so what nuts when you think about that. Like your main movie is Oppenheimer, and the second yeah. Wow, um, I mentioned that last night. I thought that was kind of weird that both of my uh, my top <laughs> movies had to do with destroying Japan. I love Japan, um, <laughs> but it's like the the weight of that, I guess, from both two different pers not perspectives, different perspectives, yeah. but like yeah, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but survivor guilt isn't something that I've ever really thought about because I've never uh, survived anything that other people mm. didn't and felt like oh, I should have been there and that should have been me. Um, mm. and so 
Uh, I don't know. It, it made me really think about some things that I would have never thought about probably in my life. Thought provoking. Yeah. yeah. And you don't expect that from That's a Godzilla awesome. movie. <laughs> like it, like you said, it's always mm-hmm. been kind of an analogy. Also, blew my mind. This is a thing. Small tangent with Godzilla. I've always known that it was analogy. Godzilla is an analogy for the atomic bomb, or even worse yet, like an analogy for um, the United States. I was gonna make it. I was gonna make a terrible joke. <laughs> uh, for the you United States, blew, you said blew my mind. And oh like, no, it's no. not terrible. <laughs> um, but. I never, so I never thought about this. Like, I always knew that it was an analogy for the atomic bomb or, like, worse yet, the United States is Godzilla, right. uh, a metaphor. I never thought about the fact right. that the United States and Hollywood have decided to make Godzilla a hero because wow, it's a that's... metaphor for the United States and we could never be the villain. It's so true. Yeah, I thought that's about that yesterday. It's so true. Uh, that's, that, that is super heavy. And it's like, wow. Kind of crazy. I mean,. Of course we did. I mean, yeah, 1997, and then now Godzilla and Kong. I mean, yeah. Like, but, that, anyways, heavy, heavy stuff. I definitely recommend watching Oppenheimer. And That's legit, I mean, minus one is uh, it's subtitled. Be ready for that. You got to read. <laughs> but it was an amazing uh, thought-provoking movie for sure. Crazy. Did you guys have other runners up, Shelley? Um, I already mentioned most of them, but Barbie, you mentioned Oppenheimer, you gotta mention Barbie. <laughs> yeah, Barbie was great. That's mine, too. It's that funny. is my runner-up as well. It's funny, I realized, I actually made, like, a top five, just kind of personal, like, I was I was making top five yeah. of things for this year. The only non-animated movie that's in my top five is Barbie. Oh, wow. Also thought-provoking in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I have more recency bias on that one, but it really, it definitely... It seems like this movie that's like, oh, it's gonna be fun, you know. But it then, is, like, when I, but... when I, it is. But when I actually watched it, I'm like, oh yeah, there are some people that are probably too fragile for this movie, or like to even like, ha- you know, to really know what this movie is saying, you know, like, or to even realize, oh, this movie has a point to it. Like, I feel like it goes, it, it probably goes over a lot of people's heads, you know, mm-hmm. at, at a certain point. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. It's sure. it's so good. Yeah. Really good. Barbie was great. Yeah, I would definitely throw that in my my top five for sure. <laughs> we'll get into TV then. Uh, TV was a tough one for me. I guess I'm putting my runner up by saying this, but I I really thought it was going to be low key, but I started to really dig down, and uh, Last of Us came out this year. That's crazy. And so very very early in the year, and as great as Loki was, I think Last of Us uh, definitely makes the top for me and uh that is just i'm usually someone who if they're gonna adapt a video game to a movie i really like pushing for like expanding the world through that uh not just replicating but i think that the story is good enough that replicating it for people who will never play a video game uh the -hmm. game itself is so cinematic already that it kind of made sense and they did a really good job at doing that as well translating and they kind of did their own thing in a lot of ways too which i do i do respect like everybody thinks like oh it's got to be uh you know scene for scene adaptation or whatever you know and they totally they kind of i think they made it okay by doing that like they would yeah they would have these scene for scene like rep uh replications and so it kind of showed that they could do that and then they went and did their own thing yeah things and so i think a lot of times what we get is when someone does an adaption and it's completely left field then you kind of go, oh, they can't. Yes, they couldn't stick to the script. Like this feels definitely feels like an adaptation in like as it should feel. Yeah, you know, and they're like, like, here, you you want this like uh, clicker to do this exact yeah. thing for the video game? We can do that. And it was like, but we also have our own ideas. Here's some of those ideas. Yeah, yeah. I really really enjoyed uh, the whole show, the writing, uh, and the performances. I got my parents to watch it. They liked it too. Yeah, I'm excited for a season two. Uh, is it yeah, Bella Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, uh, I don't know, continue, like right now, but I know for or, uh, COVID, Bella Ramsey was like doing worship music on her YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Yeah, don't know uh, where or there, right? Their walk is now. But... I don't think it. I don't think I remember she was saying it or they. I, it does, I, she doesn't care, right? Yes. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Yes. Try to be respectful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think she doesn't care. But no, it was a right. really cool thing that uh, 
who was doing worship music. So I didn't know that until after watching mm-hmm. Last of Us, but it gave me even more cool. appreciation. I was like, that's so cool. Neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about... We'll, we'll go back to LJ. Yeah, so mine was definitely Superman. Um, okay. Oh my gosh, that came out. Why did I? Why did <laughs> I forget Superman? Came out? I have to put that on my list. You guys, I, raved I about remember it for a long time. I, I I think I watched the last two episodes because I, I definitely dropped off, and I think part of that was through my vacation and stuff. But I went back and watched those last couple episodes, and I'm like, yes, like this is everything they do in this show is so like. I don't know. Like I tell people, it's like, oh, you want to care about Superman, or you want to, you want to know, you want to watch something, or take in some kind of Superman content that's like well written and actually makes you care about the character. Like, go ahead and watch this uh, because people got so you know when people think about Superman, they think about Zack Snyder Superman, and Henry Cavill did a great job, but also it's just I think people realize, saw like, oh, that's what they think of Superman. Um, and then Superman's always kind of been known as this, like, Captain America type, this super Boy Scout, yeah, you know, always. which is, of course, that's him, you know, like, um, and, and you know, it up the, in a good way, though, in the show. Yes, yes, and it's, yeah, it's, it's it is self-aware, it, it, yeah, it's very self-aware in that way, um, but I just, it's so well-written, um, and again, they put a spin, they put a spin on things in such a really good way, it's very anime-inspired, obviously, um, it's, it's easily like an um, and it's kind of like what I thought I've been telling people. Oh, you don't really care for Superman? Like, check this out and let me know how you feel after. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've heard there's certain comics that I should check out that are like supposed to be really good too. And then it kind of made me remember, like, oh, I kind of used to be into Superman a little bit, but not like much. I was never a big DC guy. I was always more Batman. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it got me thinking back, like, oh, like I definitely watched all these movies and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh yeah. But I just think this is such a refreshing take, and this is probably one of the best product i best move between like all the movies and shows and everything this is probably the best thing that dc has put out in like a very long time and um i think uh yeah more people should watch it for sure uh it, even if you're not necessarily like a superman fan um yeah or like even like a dc fan i think uh you just look at superman like oh he's a superhero all right cool and then you're gonna enjoy it um and I think anime fans, there's definitely plenty of Easter eggs too. So, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It's super, super good. I can't wait for a season two. Same. Yeah. Right, what about you, Shelly? My show of the year is definitely Mob Psycho 100. I know it didn't like come out this year, but uh, it was Mob, definitely Mob my Psycho favorite show really that I watched this year. <laughs> uh, it might be, it's a it's a favorite anime straight up it's so good and it helped i think when i i didn't finish the manga but i was reading a lot of the manga when we Mm. watched it so there were certain parts i was like really excited to like watch and see and i kind of like knew what was going to happen which i think for a while helped and then i didn't know what was going to happen and that was still really fun Mm. to watch uh it's so good it's like the manga is already really good i actually think the anime is better because the way that they utilize animation style is amazing it's so good and again same creator as one punch man but and granted i know there is a season two of one punch man that i haven't seen i only watched season one and i still really like that that's when they change studios too and that's the thing too is that they change studios so like i don't even know if it's good like i have no clue but at least for season one like they did some fun stuff with animation like especially trying to make this whole grand like battle and then the whole humor is that he could just punch them and they're dead and for some you know what's great about one punch man somehow the bit is always the same but it's always funny like they always find a way to still make it entertaining <laughs> even though you know what's going to happen every time it's like oh he's just gonna punch him and i'm just gonna die like that's just what happens <laughs> one punch man that's his whole thing um mm-hmm. but with mob psycho you you'd think it would go similar rules because you have this kid who has crazy telekinesis crazy psychic powers who's stronger than pretty much anybody out there so you'd think it would kind of end the same way of like oh well he's just gonna wipe the floor with everybody but it has so much heart like this kid and his relationship with reagan especially is just so wholesome and so good and i love it and 
Ah, uh, like all the all the characters are really fun and cool, and I don't know. I just I love Mob is one of my favorite. I think anime protagonists. Mm-hmm. He's so great because he is just super like relatable, and I just see not necessarily myself in him, but people I know. Like there are people I know who I'm like, wow, I like know this person. <laughs> you know, like Mob is this person in my life, basically. And uh, also talking about more about the like sort of ethics about using powers too and like when can you use powers when can you not and other people are strong too and like how do you handle having that much power because power corrupts right so if you have that much power Mm -hmm. how do you deal with it and it kind of goes through those topics and there's like lots of silly fun moments it's like a hilarious show but it has so much heart it's Mm -hmm. so precious like my heart it warms my heart is so good please watch it I binged that show so fast, like, a couple yeah. years ago, and I'm like, I, I remember parts, it all, like, runs together for me. It's so good. It's really great. Yep, that's my favorite show of the year. <laughs> Sweet. And then, LJ, we'll go back to your order. I mentioned Loki. Yeah, oh my so... gosh. It really is. Um, And this is this is definitely my runner-up. Um, By the end of it, I, it's just crazy because I've said this before. Loki's a character I did not care about and felt like so one-dimensional. Like when he when the character first you know showed up in the MCU, I'm just like, okay, whatever, you know. Um, but then like I felt like they're definitely onto something. Like when Ragnarok came out, and I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite lines in Ragnarok is is a uh, piss off ghost hunter. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like yeah, and then so. Like, watching Loki kind of, like, evolve into this character in that, and then seeing his journey through season one and two, it's such a 180, and I feel like, um, I shared this meme on my Facebook today, and it's Chadwick, uh, it's like, give this man an Emmy instead of, like, give this man a shield, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> do it! Um, because yeah. it's such, Tom Hiddleston did a, an amazing job. And that character arc is easily one of my favorite character arcs in the entire MCU. Yes. Um, I and it was one of those things where I was like, when Cody said like, "Oh, like it's it's worth watching. Like you should you should watch it." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Like that's <laughs> that's a bold that's a bold claim. Like that's you know." Yeah, I okay. believe I said like, best show on Disney Plus. I think that was yes, and yeah, that's including it, it Andor, really which is. I really adore. It's good, Didn't and need it's to make that sound Andor, so funny, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i was like oh like okay like this was one of the various shows i think i had caught up on um because there was just, like a good while where i struggled to like get any i struggled to like watch any tv shows and so i was behind on this one and after secret invasion i was like eh, i don't know like i'm kind of scared to dive into anything mcu right now um they've really turned into a thing of like and i i hope that they kind of turn this around because i think you could have both uh, but it's either it's connected to the universe really strongly or it's good or it's not uh, i think oh, like yeah, yeah, three and so with loki season two it's not heavily connected uh to everything at least yet it might be soon uh, <sighs> i've heard there's some tba stuff going on with deadpool but like that would be it great. was a self-contained story that was good yes. by itself and not yes leaning on yeah. uh a bunch of prior yeah. knowledge and mcu lore and stuff yeah, I think with MCU, it's like right now, it's like, are you going to or are you not? Like, okay, what, you know, when are we doing this? Um, you know, um, it's it's so good, um, and it just felt really weird to say that. Like, I'm just like, oh wow, all right, <laughs> I feel cool. like Moon Knight too. You know, um, stuff that's disconnected seems to be yeah, better. Yeah, Moon Knight was really good too. Um, it's just, I was like, wow, like this is this is just a place I never saw this character going before. Yeah. Um, and My like only out. regret, I wish you would have had a mm-hmm. moment with uh-huh. Thor. And I know that would have been expensive, but it would have been so worth it to hear Thor say that he was proud of him. Um. Yeah, and I think, it, to me, it's also kind of cool, like, the fact that Thor probably doesn't know, you know, he doesn't really he has know. He no idea. Like, um, yeah, and it also kind of makes me sad for, like, Love and Thunder, because it's like, oh, like it said, you know, just the way that ended, and I'm like, with Chris Hemsworth and Taika being like, "Oh wait, we're coming back," <laughs> you know, yeah. what Thor's coming, <laughs> you know. So it's just, I think there's just some humility about the way Loki ends that he's like, "Oh, I don't care. Like this is what I'm gonna do." So, 
Yeah. Really good. Really good. Great. Uh, yeah. Great job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that... Shelly, did you have any runners up? Runner ups? Um, not really, honestly. It was a struggle to try to figure out what um, shows came out this year, but Superman, I'll, I'll put in the good work with Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys talked about fun. that for a really long time. It's just fun, okay? We did, like, we simple, did. It's clean, it's like, it's the Kingdom Hearts song. That's all. <laughs> it does It does make me sad we didn't get all of um, Invincible th- this year. Yeah. Because, like, Invincible, I've been watching, you know, I watched that, because I think they're doing, like, they're doing, like, four, epi- there's a four-episode thing they just did, and there's a gap, and there's going to be, like, four more gotcha. in, like, okay. January, I think. So... I'm, that show is just it's more invincible so far it's still really good so um yeah to just i'm like wow like they could have just i don't know if it's because of the holiday or whatever but Maybe. they could have easily finished that show out i think before the end of the year but i feel like i'd also be talking about that here but i did want to give it a mention for people to catch up so well mm-hmm. that is it then the final podcast of 2023 uh, episode we did it. 371 mm-hmm. uh, nice yeah so we will we'll end it there uh, LJ where can they find you at you can find me on twitter and instagram at LJ the paladin and Shelly you can find me on twitter at the shell shock 24 you can find me on instagram at Cody armor uh, and discord can I do it that way can I say it Discord oh yeah, I'm on armor? Discord too. Yeah, did y'all I mean, know that yeah, there's we're a all on Discord. Uh, Geeks of Grace Discord? We're all here. <laughs> yeah, you should like join it. The um, gang is all here. We're like a Smash Bros. roster. Or yeah, <laughs> I've never thought about that. I think people can just look up my name, and then you could you can find me on Discord in the Geeks of Grace Discord. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do that. <laughs> um. Yeah, watch live next time when we come back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because we're taking um, a break. Break. Taking about the break. Break, break. Twitch is reimagining. The Twitch channel is reimagining itself a little bit. Uh, a lot of exciting things happening. So stay tuned and uh, we'll see you next year. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Keep gaming. Bye. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you. For listening. It's on.